Welcome to Mortification of Spin, a casual conversation about things that count, with Carl Truman, Todd Pruitt, and Amy Bird. Mortification of Spin is a weekly podcast from the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Preaching style is every pastor's choice, but what's best? Should you go topical, expository, book by book? Carl and Todd share their take on which way is the best way, or really is there a right or wrong way? And which style is most helpful to those in the pew? Listen to find out. Welcome to Mortification of Spin, Bully Pulpit. As is our tradition, uh, we are going to kick off this program with giving uh, bi-weekly, or as we would say in the UK, fortnightly, (laughs) Desperate Theologizer Award. This week I'm going to hand over to the diva, my dear colleague, Amy Bird, who will introduce this week's nomination for Desperate Theologizer. Amy, take it away. Yeah, this week I want to introduce Jen Hatmaker. She is a best-selling Christian woman's author, and recently she's made some comments on Facebook that has upset a lot of evangelicals. Um, It's made some other ones applaud, but um, just being more accepting of homosexuality, and she kind of... um, lightens the whole sin issue there, doesn't even bring that part up, actually. And I've been getting some mail about that, about how troubling her statement was. And I just wanted to point out that she is a much more desperate theologizer. I've been trying to say this. And this homosexuality statement is just a symptom of of much more desperate theology. So I was going to read from her book, um, Seven. And this is regarding the preached word, which will kind of go well into our bully pulpit for today. She says this, Consequently, I have heard more sermons, talks, messages, and lectures on Christianity than can possibly be impactful. I have spent half my life listening to someone else talk about God. Because of this history, I've developed something of an immunity to sermons. (laughs) Teaching by example, radical obedience, justice, mercy, Activism and sacrifice wholly inspires me. I am at that place where well done trumps well said. Fantastic. I think uh, it's hard to begin to know where to start dismantling (laughs) that. There's so much wrong with that. There's so much wrong with that. I really think, uh, Jen Hatmaker, if you're out there, it is an honor this week. I think we've had few people who've deserved this this more than you. It is an honor to name you this week's Desperate Theologizer. <laughs> Desperado, why don't you come to your senses? You've been out riding fences for so long now. Oh, you're a hard one, but I know that got your reasons These things that are pleasing you can hurt you somehow Oh goodness me Um, after listening to such total tosh for 30, yeah, that's 30 seconds of my life. I'm never going to get never get that back. That is worse than desperate. It's dangerous. That's dangerous theologizing. Yeah, it's worse than desperate. Dangerous and desperate. 
And, oh. and and I would say if you don't know how bad that was that Amy just read, then you need to listen more regularly to the mortification of spin. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about pre- preaching. Let's do for a bully pulpit. You I know, think. I've yeah, frankly, I've just heard more sermons than I need to in my life. Can you guys not just tell me, well done, and yes, we can exactly. move on? I know? mean, this was so, at the heart of Paul's ministry. Yeah. Quit listening to preaching and get out there and be an activist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah, Romans 8, well done. That's essentially what Romans 8 teaches (laughs) us. And when we think about preaching, we all know that the only legitimate form of preaching is expositional preaching through books of the Bible, right? Right, Carl? I think the only legitimate form of preaching is thematic preaching. (laughs) Uh, How would you respond to that? (laughs) Um, Well, hopefully we would want to do both well. And, you know, we're we're Reformed folks. Uh, we, We value preaching what like we would hope all Christians would value preaching and one of the things we want you to hear when you come into our churches is the preached word and and it's a good thing that typically what you'll hear in reformed churches is uh, you know presbyterian churches and reformed baptist churches is you know preaching through books of the bible but that's not the only uh, legitimate approach to preaching and we'd like to make a case also for good solid thematic preaching. And Carl, how would you describe the kind of thematic preaching that we're talking about here? Well, thematic preaching would obviously still connect in a very deep and profound way to the biblical text. We don't want preaching that that deals with themes that aren't there in Scripture or that deals with themes in a way that is not scriptural. But I do think it's the case today that we don't simply need consecutive preaching through books of the Bible. That's important. It helps you understand uh, the biblical text in a profound way. But we also need big picture preaching. Right. We need to grasp certain themes. I mean, to take one that's pressing in on us at the moment from all sides, the whole uh, notion of human nature, mm. sexuality. Uh, you, sometimes it's important to preach on these as topics because you can pull together texts from a variety of scriptures in order to give your congregation a a synoptic Mm -hmm. understanding of that particular point that may be very great significance to them in their workplace or in their day-to-day life. Some of the great doctrines of the faith, justification, sanctification, incarnation, these are doctrines that I would have no problem at all in saying every now and then it might be good to preach a series on that. Yeah. Um, We live in a world where people are highly mobile. They're often moving from church to church because of their jobs. Even even if they're committed church people, they may be every two or three years being moved from one church to the next. Mm -hmm. If all you do is go to a church where people simply preach through books of the Bible, it might be possible that you never actually hear the whole counsel of God. Right. I mean, that's one of the reasons why the Heidelberg Catechism fairly early on in in its history was divided up into Lord's Days, and it became the tradition in the Dutch and German Reformed traditions to preach uh, in the morning on Scripture and in the afternoon to allow the Catechism to guide your thematic preaching because then in, in a period of 52 Lord's Days in a single year, you would cover all of the major bases of the whole counsel of God. In a way that was convenient, didn't it? Didn't it wasn't without its problems. Right. We know that, but it was a good way of giving people an overall picture of the major doctrinal themes of the Bible. In a way in which you know, preaching, as I am at the moment, through the Book of Samuel, mm-hmm. for example, is not necessarily going to give you the whole counsel of God. Right. Even in the period of a twelve or twelve month or two year period right. of, of preaching through those books. Yeah, yeah. I, I just recently finished up 
preaching 64 sermons through the book of Acts. But that we, we took a couple of breaks during that almost two-year period is when it, because it took almost two years because we had several breaks where I would do then shorter thematic series. It's a good and, way to do it. Yeah, and, and the way I describe a, a it is, exactly, and the way I describe it is those thematic series were, was when we kind of draw back and give a kind of a 30,000-foot um, view so that precisely what, what Carl was describing there, so that we, we make sure that we're seeing not only the trees but the forest as mm-hmm. well. Um, you have to do both. I, yeah. I, and so I would make a case, as much as I typically preach through books of the Bible, I find it extremely important to have those thematic series periodically. And so I, my case would be that those thematic series aren't just a good idea. I, I find them to be – I would make a case that they're necessary. Yeah, I would say maybe you, you guys can comment on this. I think one of the reasons why we've tried ditching – thematic preaching mm-hmm. so much is because we started seeing a lot more mm-hmm. of this like preaching through the latest hit movie right. yeah. you know like theology yeah. that you're learning from right. the, you know whatever popular ideas are yep. are in pop culture mm-hmm. at the time or mm-hmm. you know three things you need to know about right. fill in the blank mm-hmm. and and they became very trivialized right. yeah. yeah and that was exactly the kind of preaching that was characterizing evangelicalism right. and, yeah. and you a, don't want to be associated exactly, with that exactly exactly and so it's almost like because I don't want to be confused with the garbage that's out there, I'm only going to preach through books of the Bible. Yeah. And again, if you go to any of our churches, you're going to find a lot of that. That's typically what we do. But there there really does need to be those thematic series that help mm. us link everything together. And that's where I think catechetical preaching helps. We, we don't actually, in the evening service at my church, preach through the catechism. Mm-hmm. We did a few years ago have that as our way of going about it. But yeah. catechetical preaching places your preaching under the formal authority of a historical text, mm-hmm. which has stood the test of time and hammers out the major themes of the Christian uh, right faith and Christian life. So if you're being guided by the Heidelberg Catechism or the Westminster Shorter Catechism or the Apostles' Creed, mm-hmm. uh, right. you, you are allowing, you're still allowing the church's voice right. to shape what you're doing in right. the first instance rather than the voice of, of the culture. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're still preaching the text of Scripture. Yeah, right. You're just doing it in a way that, that kind of widens out the focus mm-hmm. rather than just a single text from a single yeah. Well, has, have there ever been times, too, where you've just noticed in your congregation that there is um, either a theological issue mm-hmm. or um, maybe even um, an issue about faith and obedience yeah. that, that mm-hmm. you need to spend some time teaching yeah. in yeah. a more direct manner from the pulpit um, Absolutely. from God's Word yeah. and yeah. do a thematic preaching that way? Absolutely. In fact, Carl, what you mentioned earlier, um, while I was doing the, the, the series through Acts, one of the breaks we took is I did a four-week series on biblical sexual ethics and gender identity. And we went to uh, the early chapters of Genesis. We went to Romans chapter 1. And um, the, the goal was to help people understand why the Bible prohibits, for instance, homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Not just that it does, but why it does. And the right. Bible tells us why yeah. it does. And so we, we did that. Um, Lord willing, uh, this summer I'm going to be preaching on um, heaven and hell and the life to come, uh, and and one of the things we're, we're hoping questions. well, and and one of the things that we're hoping to do is 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 that in those series we're helping people understand how to study the Bible also, and we're showing them mm-hmm. that the Bible uh, 
is 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 remarkably consistent in its in its doctrine from Genesis to Revelation. And so we're actually demonstrating that when we do those more thematic series. Carl, what have been some of the thematic things you've done over the years? I've not done many, but we did do one on the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. You know, in some ways, we, we took the Ten Commandments as they were expressed in Deuteronomy. Right. So there was a specific section of right. text that I used as my, my mm-hmm. cue each week. But underlying that series was the idea that I, I felt with all of the, the Tully and Chivijan garbage mm-hmm. that was flying around, uh, I needed to, to press home an accurate understanding of the third use of the law. Right. I needed to press home an accurate understanding of how the Decalogue relates to the life of of Christians. So I took, in cons- consultation with my elders, I always consult with my elders about what I'm going to preach on. I took, uh, I think it was a 12-week series we did, or 13-week series, mm-hmm. on the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And the specific burden of that was to present a kind of practical ethic, rooted in Christ, of mm-hmm. course, but a practical ethic for everyday Christian living. Yeah. Um, my Associate Pastor Chris has been talking about the possibility of him doing a, a series on human sexuality again because mm-hmm. it's an issue, particularly among young people, where you know good Christian young people genuinely aren't sure how to think right. about some of the questions that come up, and it's helpful in that context to address those directly. Yeah, you know, I've preached, I've touched on homosexuality very, very little in my sermons. Yeah. Certainly compared to my writings, I, right. I write about these issues a lot. Because the text has never thrown it up for me. Right. Uh, and I, I look back and I think, you know, maybe I should speak on it more. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to speak on it more, I'm going to have to choose to do it as a theme right. rather than just coming out right. of the text I've chosen. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and again, we, we want to emphasize that all preaching ought to be expositional mm-hmm. in, in the fact that we are exposing the meaning of the text. Yeah. But mm-hmm. these thematic series placed periodically mm-hmm. – um, are are I think important and essential yeah. uh, for the building up of, of of our people, and I think the loss of the evening service mm-hmm. uh, makes it harder. It does because if you've got two services on a Sunday, then you never have to make an either or choice right. on right. your preaching. You've always got the opportunity exactly to, um, to do both. Yeah. Each, each. I guess the American tradition of adult Sunday school is good for me. I mean, Amy, you teach Sunday school at at your church. Um, Much much to Todd's disgust. (laughs) You're welcome to come and teach him as well. But you know, do you take themes in your? You know, do you see adult Sunday school as as an area where I really do? I think it's it's very helpful. And I've been in a lot of Sunday school classes where I've you know learned so much about that kind of thing and, and what I've been teaching through is is the confessions that you find in Psalm 110 that yeah. we can hold fast to as Christians David's creed right there in seven verses we can pull out 14 confessions of the faith mm-hmm. and so I think that helps us to um, in these thematic teachings it helps us to learn how to um, read scripture even yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, and I, so I think it's a it's a, a great shepherding tool for pastors to do in their preaching. Yeah, exactly, and that's one of the primary reasons why I why I do uh, a few times a year a thematic series mm-hmm. and why I commend them because it really not only for the content itself that, that that hopefully is very timely for your for a particular congregation, but also because it it helps our people see. Um, how the Bible tells one big story mm. and how the doctrine of Scripture is so consistent from uh, beginning to end. So we, we want to commend that uh, to our, our pastor listeners out there. Continue to preach the Bible, preach through books of the Bible, but also uh, give to your people those needed and necessary 
uh, uh, thematic series as well. Well, it's fun being with you all as normal, and we will look forward to speaking with you next time. Thanks for listening to Mortification of Spin, Bully Pulpit, a podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. The Alliance is a coalition of pastors, scholars, and churchmen who hold the historical creeds and confessions of the Reformed faith and who proclaim biblical doctrine in order to foster a Reformed awakening in today's church. To continue study on this topic, head over to mortificationofspin.org and enter to win a giveaway for The Power of Gospel Preaching a 12-message audio set featuring titles such as Preaching from Narratives and Benefits of Expository Preaching. We hope you win. Think Mortification of Spin is a little too edgy? Wait until next week when Bill Clinton, I mean Frank Beckwith, joins us to talk about politics and religious freedom. Bill Clinton, a professor of philosophy (laughs) and church-state studies at Baylor University? I'm not sure because there's still that investigation going on. You can give us a little taste of your talents. I I would like to walk on to when I'm boarding a flight and touch the side of it and say, I feel your plane. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Here he goes. Oh, oh, no. (laughs) Join us for that next time. And don't forget to visit mortificationofspin.org to find posts from Todd, Amy, and Carl and to enter to win The Power of Gospel Preaching. Because I think the case for thematic preaching needs to be put every now and then. Absolutely, it's mm-hmm. so out of fashion. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, like you know, it's like the argyle sweater. It's yeah. it's, uh, it's not we understood as that. being the the great contribution to <laughs> world culture that it is.